0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome Hello. to another episode of The Night Funk. I'm Funk. your host, Pedro, here with my co-host, Jose. Yo! And we're back at it with another video. I'm So, tired. this episode, um, we're going to be covering a documentary. And this documentary, specifically the reason why we're covering is because this episode should be following, falling around the middle or the beginning? Of, around the
1: middle of, of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month.
0: Yes, and, you know, for the most part, most of our episodes that we post aren't super, like, serious. You know, mm-hmm. we are, we're fun dudes. we just, like, joking around and shit-talking and yeah. telling goofy stories. But I think in honor of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, we were going to decide to cover something a little bit more on the serious side. I mean, obviously, we're not going to keep it grim the whole time, but it is a very... Uh, touching subject. Yeah. But the documentary specifically that we're going to talk about right now, this is going to be a part one of a two parter. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to split it up into two parts just because we don't want to
1: um, be here for four hours. <laughs> yeah. We don't,
0: yeah, we don't want to expand so yeah. much because the thing is I want to cover as much as I can about it, but not so much to where people can't go and watch the documentary on their own because yeah. there are a lot of things that I feel like, one has to see in order to understand. But mm-hmm. the documentary that we're going to be covering is a Netflix documentary. Um, it's a limited series, uh, six episodes. Yeah, it's
1: six episodes long.
0: It's six episodes long, and it's called uh, Living Undocumented. Yep, And it's something that most Hispanic households or uh, Latino households have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a problem that falls in the Latino communities, Hispanic communities. Uh, it falls into a lot of
1: communities. Yeah, you know, Asian communities, uh, European communities, uh, Middle Eastern communities, a lot. It's just, it really just depends on. I mean, we all share similar stories in our family of, you know, someone came over, not documented, all the struggles they had to go through. And it's the same story almost for every single nation. Yeah. yeah. Um, what this documentary does
0: very well is explaining why people end up here in the U S and everybody's story is complicated for the most part on the Latino Hispanic side. It's usually for following the American dream, Yep, trying to escape a impoverished country or a violent country Mm -hmm. in order to find a better life.
1: Yeah, you just, just, families just trying to find better lives for their kids to grow up because they went through the struggles in, you know, Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, wherever they came from, uh, and one of these stories is Israel, mm-hmm. and they just want something better for their kids. They want their kids to have a chance to become something more than just another stain on the fucking ground because they got shot because they were in the wrong place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, while me and Jose aren't immigrants, we're children of immigrants.
1: Mm-hmm. We have so many aunts and uncles that, you know, um, they live that life of uh, the, the, the the series makes uh, it shows it really well. Um, just people living in constant fear. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to the store. Hopefully nothing happens and I end up back, you know, in Mexico or wherever I came from. Yes. And it's just for stupid shit like um, you know, uh you turned right on a left or you turned left on a right only road. Yeah. You forgot to turn on your blinker. Just <laughs> little things like that that you wouldn't really think of here in the US, like, oh, I'm just gonna get like a warning or maybe a small ticket, it's gonna be an inconvenience and that. For these people, it's my whole life will end if one tiny thing is off. Yeah. And it's just living in that constant fear that a lot of people don't understand. We don't fully understand that, but we know some of our family members do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember from jobs I've had in the past, mm-hmm. I used to work with a lot of people who were living undocumented. Mm-hmm. They were working jobs uh, under some sketchy methods in order to be able to make buy. Yeah. And majority of the time that you would talk to these people they'd tell you the same thing. They'd be like, no, we miss home. Yeah. We love our home, but there's no opportunity. It's either do or die. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases for these people, they don't have connections to make it over the border in a legal way. But, but, but it's not even that it's, also difficult but it's almost sometimes
1: impossible yeah the whole pro- immigration process it's a broken system it needs to be reformed something needs to change on that it, also there's, there's ridiculous.
0: also also nothing to cut you off but also um, these immigration like um, courts mm-hmm. are fucking over filled with cases I think like at the time of the documentary mm-hmm. which I think this documentary came out in 2019 yeah They said that at that time, they had over 800,000 pending cases. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was for cases, um, I think, just for Central America
1: alone. Yeah, it wasn't even all the cases. It's just for those Latin countries, which is ridiculous. And the thing they also kind of hammer home to is it wasn't like a lot of people are, you know, like, You know, I mean, when Trump became president, he fucked up everything. Like, honestly, everything got fucked up because of him, even more so than what it was. But all this stuff started happening back during Clinton. And then it went into George Bush and then Obama. And it was just Clinton started just being. Actually,
0: even goes further. They've had problems with reforming immigration all the way back to Ronald Reagan.
1: Yeah, Ronald Reagan's piece of shit. Yeah, Yeah, too. But the thing is. Apparently, uh, uh bush senior he was actually a lot better Mm -hmm. i think if i remember right like he he i remember i saw a a speech that he did and he was like one of the few people that went up and said these people are humans like we can't do this to these people we have to you know do what is written on the statue of liberty you know which i think around his era presidency was when
0: most of our um Parents were crossing over. Yeah, I was like, because obviously my my uh, my mom was born in the states, as was your dad. Yeah, but uh, my father was undocumented mm-hmm. until um, he was able to um, fix his um, his papers over here. Yeah, and, and then, then that,
1: my mom, she was able to get uh, a green card. Yeah, uh, which is very hard to get now.
0: Yeah, yeah, but the the thing was, the thing is like you. E- it was a little lenient around that era. But after that, it just got worse yeah. and worse and worse with every following president, president. Yeah, like It really ramped up after Bill Clinton. It didn't really get better with the Bush administration. Yeah. And with then- the
1: Bush administration, what also threw a huge wrench into that was 9-11. Yeah. yeah. We hear that with one of the stories that you hear on the first few episodes. Uh, it's a, the guy from Israel. He came over like in December. Right after 9-11. Yeah, December of 2001. Yeah, it was not a good time to be, you know, semi, you know. Yeah,
0: but in his case... ethnic. <laughs> yeah, but in his case, he was fleeing. He yeah. was fleeing from uh, Israel because at the time, if anyone knows anything about Israel, Israel is constantly, mm-hmm. constantly um uh, a war zone yeah. because uh the Israeli and the Palestinian people have been at war for fucking God knows how long. Yeah. And it,
1: then it's just... At that time, it was just a, a lot worse than I think what it is right now. Like I think now, uh, I think now it's not as bad as it was during that time. It's still bad. Oh yeah, it's still there. Yeah. It's definitely still there. But, I mean, they, they're still yeah. having to deal with like,
0: um, I mean, they they deal with bombings and missile strikes mm-hmm. all the fucking time, and that that is that is completely different in the case of me, of Mexico. Yeah, well, Mexico, or, or we Central America deal with.
1: Uh, Even in Central America, the cartels and then just people like criminals. It doesn't have to be necessarily a cartel, a corrupt government. Yeah. Uh, What was it? Venezuela just completely just said fuck everyone. Uh, What this past year? Shit, they fucking said fuck
0: to their own people.
1: Yeah. Like they the the, they basically destroyed Mm -hmm. their own economy. Yeah, and it's just like that. That's what caused a huge migration of immigrants to come up.
0: Which I think that actually had a lot to do whenever their their previous leader had passed away. After the new guys came into power, they basically
1: fucked everything up. Yeah. God, I remember what was it? It was all over the news. I, th- I think I was
0: in what was his name? Wasn't was his name
1: like Hugo Chavez or some shit like that? Or no, that's, oh, no, I don't no. know. I don't know. But he, yeah, I remember in the news. There was um it was like the guy who was leading like some rebellion. I don't think it was Venezuela. I think I don't know where it was. But uh, he sent out, like, a video saying, like, we're here trying to be peaceful, trying to, you know, you know fix these things, but they're over here, they're going to kill us. And it's him putting a video up, like, on, like, Facebook, mm-hmm. and you hear, like, bombing and stuff, and then the video ends with him getting, like, fucking bombed. Because oh, the government was just like, fuck all y'all, and killed them all.
0: Meanwhile, and then Venezuela went as far as, like, they can't even fucking get exports. No. And their fucking economy is, like, fucking falling apart. Most people are living off barely any fucking Mm -hmm. food, and their money is basically worthless. And it's funny. uh, A video had gotten leaked of their leader at the time where he was saying, like, we just have to be smart about rationing our food and rationing resources. And they forgot to cut off the camera, but he fucking picks up a plate of food under from under the table. And Jesus. he just starts, he starts stuffing his face. I think he was eating like a donut. like <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
1: Meanwhile, his people are like fucking starving. Yeah, seriously. And then that's, that again, that's why there's just such a, a huge migration people coming up. Uh, all across Mexico, there's huge tent cities because, uh, what was it? Uh, policies that Trump put in. The whole there's a zero tolerance policy before it started with Clinton. He made it a little harder, but it wasn't as bad as this. Um, You know, if you're caught, of course, doing a committing a crime or, you know, doing something illegal, uh, your status is revoked. You get sent back and you have it's a it's kind of like what do they call it? It's 10 years. Uh, It's a 10 year period. You cannot come back to the U S within those 10 years. After those 10 years, you can apply to get a visa or something, but it's going to be a lot harder for you. When Trump came in the office, he did zero, zero tolerance that completely went away and it got changed to, you know, Oh, we're not just looking for people who are criminals or have done something. They're just picking up whoever, just if you're Hispanic, ice will come up just be like uh, shut your papers which is completely illegal if anyone if you're Hispanic and ice ever comes up to you and asks you for any form of identification tell them to fuck off we're gonna build a wall Mm -hmm. and Mexico's gonna pay for it I'm like yeah yeah, that didn't happen that didn't fucking happen even the old like did you see the video of the old Mexican president just being like Uh, fuck yourself uh, fucking uh, Vicente Fox yeah 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 (laughs) and he would like flip off the camera and shit he'd be like like, fuck you you, (laughs) trolley But, uh, but no, so his friend Steve Bannon, he he tried to build the wall, but then he you know stole a lot of money, and now he's in prison. So fuck that guy.
0: I just loved when uh, people were making cracking jokes about it when they're just like, like, oh no, a wall! It's not <laughs> like they could get anything like a ladder.
1: Well, no, that was the whole <laughs> thing with the wall. Like they, he like said, like this wall was specifically made to for people not to be able to climb over. As soon as they put it up, someone was like, all you need is a towel. Like wrap it around the bar, and then you just fucking monkey your way up. That's no, all you had
0: to do. No, it's funny. I uh, remember there was a newscaster that was saying like, "This is Trump's brand new wall that's supposed to be in pe- in the background." As they're saying this, mm-hmm. there you see a guy scaling the fucking wall, <laughs> and then he jumps over, and sees the camera, he's like, "Oh," and then jumps back. <laughs> uh,
1: I love being Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> we will find a fucking way. Yeah. Like, like uh, what is it? Like, did you ever see the video of like the how the cartels took uh, vehicles full of shit over? Mm-hmm. They literally built like a truck with a ramp on it, and the ramp is extendable, and it go- they drive up to the wall, <laughs> the ramp goes up, and then a little extender thing goes over it, and you just drive over it. They made a fucking bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you just like woo. <laughs> I
0: think I, I think I the U.S. forgot the like. Oh wait. There's also engineers
1: in Mexico. We'll yeah, figure a fucking we're, way. We're not fucking stupid. Like we're there's smart people in Mexico. A lot of people like I have a cousin in Mexico. He has he's um, you know, he has a degree in psychology and a bunch of other shit that he does. But of course in Mexico, there's no jobs for that. And I think he's just working like a regular nine to five at a bank or something.
0: Dude, when I was working at um At one of my older jobs that had a bunch of immigrants. There Mm -hmm. was one guy there. um, His name was George. I'm not going to say his whole name, you know. But this guy was, like, super funny. Me and him used to always talk and stuff. But he was also really fucking smart. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, when did you, like, move over here? And he's like, oh, I've been over here in the States for, like, five years, you know. I'm just trying to make some money. And Mm -hmm. then eventually I'm going to go back, you know. I just couldn't really, like, like... Like, I just wasn't making that great money. I was like, oh, what were you doing in Mexico for work? And he was like, oh, I mean, I had a bachelor's degree in computer science, and I was just mm-hmm. having, I uh, was jumping between, like, these different, like, computer jobs, but, that—but like, I make more money over here in a day than I would make over there in, like, two or three weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. the same at my, uh, uh the job I worked at in, in Texas, uh, this, um... This lady, she came over and she started working there. You know, she had a like a work visa and everything like that, so she started working in the production. Um, in Mexico, she was a manager at some big old fucking bank, uh, but there was not enough, any money in it. Like, she was having to, like, take out loans and shit just to pay for the roof of her head and everything. Yeah. And then she came over here, and in like a week, she paid, like, debts. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, because like
0: I know recently, I know we fucking have said this like over and over, you know. But people have been exploiting the cheap rent that is in Mexico because Mm -hmm. over there, let's put this in perspective, guys. The average wage that a like the average Mexican resident makes is around I want to say like I think it's one hundred and fifty to like one hundred and eighty pesos a day. It equivalent to American money it's like eighteen dollars no I think it's like eight the value of, of the, no, value the value of, a, of it now the value of it now
1: yeah. isn't like 18 19 pesos because I
0: remember I remember back in the early 2000s you know like 10 pesos was the equivalent to a dollar mm-hmm. and then throughout the years it went from like oh you'd get 12 pesos to a dollar then mm-hmm. 15 pesos to a dollar now it's something fucking ridiculous yeah, it's I 19 think, is it 19 yeah yeah it's it's like I I know it's like mm-hmm. n- like the the value of a dollar is like very valuable over there because my sister was over there recently and she brought us back a plethora of fucking shit like tons of shit she brought back my brother like some fucking authentic like leather like leather watches and shit oh
1: god I oh, want some
0: yeah I I don't I wanted to some too as soon as I saw them yeah and uh, she was like um <laughs> it's funny because I i'm a size 13 but in mexico it's like a 38 or something ridiculous so just having to explain to somebody in mexico like i need a size 38 like what the
1: fuck like who are you trying you trying to get for the truck (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna need a whole fucking tire get the cow we gotta kill it (laughs) we need more leather (laughs) uh, (laughs) mm, good eating
0: Oh yeah, she. Uh, that's the one thing that pissed me off the most mm. is how much she was gloating about. Like, dude, Mexico tacos are on different levels. So why do you? Yeah. Why do you have to do this to me? Yeah. You know, I haven't been back to Mexico in like since I was fucking twelve. Yeah. Not that I don't want to go back. It's just it's harder for me to find the opportunity to go back because obviously, um, being an adult, you have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You can only put away so much money. Like, you know, gotta. Pay bills, yeah. Pay for you know the wife's the wife's tuition and shit like mm-hmm. that, and you know it's it's hard to be able to take a vacation without like being worried about your you know financial situation. Yeah. But think about that. That that's a common worry for most Americans. Now imagine if you live in a country where you're only making eight dollars a fucking day. Yeah. So what do you think? I'm like, okay. Well, if I go up, if I go a country up, I can be making at like at least I think like most um I know in that documentary one of the workers that they talk about right mm-hmm. the on un, the Undurian, when he was working in yeah, construction yeah. right he said on average he was making about a hundred dollars a day. Yeah. Now a hundred dollars a day in America is really not that much no money, you know.
1: because um, you gotta think about it like in construction, you know maybe you work five days. Yeah. Maybe you get the weekends off. So that's five hundred bucks for the week. But what if it rains? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get paid that day or however long it rains. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they might not need you that day. It, it's just one of those jobs As it's, it's, you know, it's the fucking going to Home Depot and picking up guys, throwing them in the back of the truck. If you don't get picked, you don't get paid.
0: Now, this documentary also put this in perspective. Mm-hmm. This said, on average... The only way that you can get over the border legally mm-hmm. is you have to have some form of either relative sponsorship or mm-hmm. sponsorship through a company. Yep. Now, tell me, does it sound like America is ever going to try to outsource talent from Mexico? It's not going to happen as often as you think, because one, mm-hmm. they're going to need English speaking People to cover these jobs. There are plenty of smart people, but not everyone's going to know the language. Yeah. And then on top of that, why would they? Why would they outsource talent when they're just going to move the fucking companies over there? Yeah, it's way a-
1: cheaper to move it down there. There's in in Matamoros. There's a um, I don't I can't I. It's either Ford or a Chevy uh, factory down there. Don't they also have like an Nabisco? Yeah, like for like Oreos. Fuck ton of factories over there. Yeah. And then it's crazy because uh a lot of uh Americans are starting to move down there. Yeah. I was looking at Google Maps today. There are there's an H E B down there now, <laughs> uh Popeyes, McDonald's. You know, I mean there's already McDonald's. Well I feel that's like just that.
0: a, that's just influence from Texas, isn't it? Mm,
1: yes and no. Because that's- there's a lot of like a lot of these businesses, they're um in English. They're mm. American businesses being run in Mexico. And it's like mom and pop like stores of selling clothes. Yeah. Which you know, no one's going to fucking buy the clothes in there because clothes is expensive in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And like, I have an aunt, she, whenever we would go to Mexico, we would just take her all of our clothes that we didn't wear anymore. Yeah. Uh, that Or that we grew out of. And we would give it to her. She would clean it. Sew up anything if needed. And then she would sell it at a really cheap price. So the kids there have fucking clothes. Yeah. And then she would also do so that way. It helps her and it helps the people. Say they needed, like, a pair of shoes. Uh, my sister used to work at uh, at Converse. Uh, every single year when we would go to Mexico, she would literally clear out the clearance section and just buy every single pair of Converse she can. Yeah. Fill up, like, four or five totes of Commerces and we'll take them to Mexico, and my aunt would be you do, like, a layaway program. Mm. But uh, she would be like, all right, so just pay me this now, pay me this now, and then you just keep coming back, and she'll have a little docket... And then, oh, you paid off the shoes? Here you go, there you go. And is and then if they she knew, if she knew they couldn't pay the shoes off, she would be like, um, I'll mark the price down to you know fucking ten pesos, which is like a dollar for Converse's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the people will have you know a pair of shoes that they will wear until they rot off their feet. And in some, in yeah. some in some uh,
0: countries, like the economy is so fucked. Yeah, like I remember. A few years back, um, I'm not gonna mention any names, but um, my um, one of our cousins, her baby daddy, got deported. Mm-hmm. He got deported back to El Salvador, and um, while he was down there, mm-hmm. you know, he was trying to keep contact with her, obviously to talk to the kids, because mm-hmm. like he was just ripped from his fucking family. Even though like they weren't together, he still didn't have access. Like, he had even less access to see his own fucking kids. Yeah. And then after, after like, a few months of him being down there, he finally was able to find a way to get some internet access, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, he sent some photos. And the first thing you notice is that he, he was a hefty dude. Mm-hmm. Skinny as fuck. Yeah. Because there's no fucking food. Mm-hmm like he's he he told me like he told us that the main way that he was surviving was through fishing. Mm. They were they're like every every day after working long hours doing some fucking like remote I think they were just doing like like um I don't know I think they were like digging up like concrete or dirt for like land like you know like people yeah, need yeah, dirt yeah. for like businesses and shit whatever. Yeah. Um that was his job just shoveling fucking dirt. For like 12 hours a day. Jesus. And then after that, he would still have to go home and then hit the fucking lake to fish for some food. Mm -hmm. And that's how he was surviving. And then he had sent a photo of of his feet. His feet were all torn up because he didn't have any shoes. He was working in sandals. So her, her... Obviously being concerned, she Mm -hmm. was like, here, I'm going to send you a little bit of money so you can get some groceries. I'm going to send you some money for some shoes, right? Mm -hmm. And she had specifically sent him like $40, $40 for some new shoes. You know, and you're thinking, okay, that should get you some decent shoes. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to go buy me some Fila's, you know, because I know that place that has some decent shoes. Yeah. Uh, He sent a photo of the shoes. These shoes were ripped. They had holes in them. Mm-hmm. He spent the full 40. That's how expensive the fucking clothes Jesus. were over there. Yeah. Like there was no access. Like there's no access to good anything. And then on top of that, El Salvador is riddled with MS13. Yep. God forbid that he would ever get caught in the wrong fucking place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. He will get extorted or he'll get murdered
1: or they find out that someone sent him money.
0: And also, here's, a, here's, yeah. a, here's another thing. Here's another th- Yeah, that that too. But here's the other thing too. Here's the, here's the fucking catch. If they ever find out that he has a tattoo. Because any form of tattoo is immediately association to a gang. And, oh. and if the police see any form of ink on your skin, oh, guess what? You're going to be interrogated. You're going to be thrown in a fucking cell and you're going to be interrogated because they're going to think you're a part of some kind of gang group. Damn. But yeah. also let's 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 go back to the subject of like why is it so difficult to cross over? Well, one, there's not enough fucking like there's not enough immigration reform to help people across to come mm-hmm. work here to begin with. Now, earlier I had talked about like the only like one of the methods you can come over is by having some form of sponsorship, yeah. right? Either through a business or through a family member, a family member that's already up here working legally, right? Or if you have like I guess um it's any
1: family really yeah any
0: any family that either lives up here um that was that that was born here or or possibly who who crossed over legally Mm -hmm. um before they did and um if you do have a sponsor the wait list minimum is two years worse than that what are you talking about no no no, that's what i'm saying that's like that like that like That is, like, best-case scenario is a two-year wait. If you don't at all, your case can be pending for over 10. Yeah. I I mean, mean, this was at the time of, like, this is what the documentary had said. It's probably even fucking worse now.
1: It was was earlier this year I saw. It was uh, a post someone did on Facebook. It was shared all over the place. Um, It was um, a woman talking about, like, oh, so, you know, my dad... You know, he's a citizen and he tried to, or he became a citizen and he was trying to get uh, his brother's paperwork all sorted out and everything. And they sent us a letter today saying that, hey, your brother's paperwork has been approved. Um, He'll be able to come to the U.S. to go through the process to become a citizen. He did the process like 20 years ago and they just now sent him a letter and his brother died like 15 years ago. And it's like, like that's how backed up that system was. It's ridiculous. Like, just it's gotta suck getting that letter in the mail, being like, "Oh, hey, he's approved." It's like he's been fucking dead. Like, (laughs) would have been better if you fucking sent me this like a like a year after at least, maybe, but you know, whatever. Yeah, and not everybody's
0: case is the same, Mm -mm. especially when it comes to crossing over illegally. Some people go through the fucking risk of having to go about like crazy methods to make Mm -hmm. it even to america for mexico depending on where you live in mexico you know it can be a small journey or a very long and dangerous journey you know i know for people who try to make it like to like california or like arizona they Mm -hmm. gotta cross you fucking deserts you know and they're relying off of the trust of smugglers People that could easily just leave you out there to fucking die, yeah,
1: which they do all the time. That's the yeah. thing, apparently, that's been happening. Oh, a and lot. if you
0: and if you're a fucking woman, forget about it. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that you're gonna probably get like human trafficking is gonna be a fucking thing. Yeah. They're gonna truck. You're, you're gonna, gonna get raped, like <laughs> you're, yeah, you're yeah. gonna get fucking raped. Yeah, or you're gonna get killed. You're gonna mm-hmm. get abused in some way, shape, or form. Yep. And um, and on top of that, obviously extorted. On top of that, yeah.
1: There's been like stories in the news of. Police finding 18-wheeler, like, uh, trailers full of dead bodies. And just because the cartels or smugglers, whoever, take them over. They're packed in the back. It's searing hot outside. It's in the desert. They already have the money. They just drop the trailer off and leave. Yeah. Lock the door from outside so that you can't get out. Just leave just, them everyone there. Everyone dies. Yeah. Just leave them there to die. Or, you know, and even when they are crossing you through the desert, um, They'll demand the money up front. They'll have a gun in hand as soon as they have the money. Pow, pow, gotcha. You're done. Now, in the documentary
0: on Living Undocumented, there were one of the stories is following a um, immigrant from Honduras, right? Mm-hmm. I think his name was Luis. Yeah, somebody. Louise. Yeah. And his story was basically like, you know, he was a young kid in Honduras, but there was no opportunity, and he decided to chase after the American dream, you yeah. know? And, but
1: I think he was, what, like 15 when he came over? Yeah, he was like
0: 15. But yeah. the thing is, he went through the journey of coming over illegally. And for people who live in Honduras, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Okay, so I remember back in the day, you know, my dad used to always watch, like, those fucking, like, r- r- crazy, like... Um, Mexican movies. Mexican something. movies, yeah, yeah. right? And there's one movie that used to have a really catchy song to it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was also the title of the movie, but it was called it was called Tres Veces Mojado. Mm-hmm. Three times wet, mm-hmm. which means somebody who's crossed three borders to mm-hmm. make it to America. And this movie this movie was fucking, like, like, it talked about what the fuck they went through, you know? So they're having to cross through, I think it's like Honduras, El Salvador, and then... Uh, So they're, co- they're going through the border of Honduras into El Salvador, El mm-hmm. Salvador into Mexico, and then Mexico into the U.S. Yep. So that's three borders
1: right yeah. there. And then they're having to go, like, you know, walking or... They maybe they catch a ride with the bus and then they have to hop a train and ride the top of the train all the way to Mexico. And and then once they get to Mexico, they have to trek their way through fucking Mexico, which is a pretty big place. And then they get to the river and then that's when they have to figure out how they're going to cross there.
0: But here's the thing. It's not it's it's also even more fucking hard for them to make it here mm-hmm. because remember, it's not just the U.S. border the contr- uh, border control. They have to worry about the other countries' border controls yep. too, because they have to make sure that the people aren't coming through, obviously smuggling drugs and shit like that yeah. too. So they have to go through fucking three different border controls mm-hmm. in order to, the, to to make it um, even to the U.S. And a lot of them have to jump on like the rail systems, the train systems, right? Yeah. And some of them are on that train for fucking days, weeks. Mm-hmm. sometimes a month you know and he even talked about there would be stories like he said there's stories where a lot of these guys what they do is like they, they get on top of these trains they hang on for as long as they can and eventually they just get tired and they fucking lose their grip and they yep. go flying off the fucking train and next thing you know they're getting ran over by the goddamn train he said yeah. he like i remember i think uh he specifically had said like i remember there'd be times where we'd be sleeping and you just hear somebody yell like screaming mm-hmm. because they fell they were sleeping and they rolled in their sleep and they fell off that train and they were immediately just like butchered by the yeah. rails.
1: And the like a part of my brain went back to thinking because I had a few friends that did it and I was like, cool, y'all are living your life, whatever. But then like watching this, like, you know, them getting on the trains to the, you know, escape where they're they're from to get to somewhere better because, you know, if Wait, they stay, they're fucking dead. Were you talking about friends that hopped a train? Yeah. Like, uh, I had a few friends, uh, like, they
0: – it's such like a – it's it's such a – The white fuck, did you hang out with hobos? Like- no. So it's just
1: such a – like, literally just such a white thing to do. So what they would do – it was this, it was just a few friends, like, you know, they were like, well, we don't, we don't conform to society and all this other stuff, and, you know, we just want to live free and, you know, let live and all this other shit. So they would hop trains and ride them wherever they go. And I'm like, cool – but how privileged are you that <laughs> you can hop a train and then come back and be okay like they and and it's like you they hop a train and they're on there they're eating like cans of beans and they have their backpacks and one of someone brought a fucking banjo and they're you know just making this glamorous life of living like a hobo and they're walking through towns being all sneaky and and then they'll like in the middle of the woods, they'll get off in the trains and they'll have like these little like like communities that people will set up again. It's all these like fucking white kids with dreadlocks and Ugh. you know fucking you know, being like the system man, they're just keeping me down. I was like, no, it's keeping you down is you're hopping these fucking trains and not, you know, like building yourself up. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it.
0: Say it. Hippies are fucking stupid. Yeah. The free love movement that happened in the 60s where the same generation that went on to grow up and put in the most oppressive fucking laws in history mm-hmm. Why? Because what happened during the free love movement is a lot of people got their fucking hearts broken, and then they end up r- realizing that a lot of the crazy fucking, like, weird drug experiments and sex shit that they did mm-hmm. put an instilled fear that their children would do the same, so they end up doing the most oppressive shit possible to prevent that from happening. Yeah. The free love movement was a waste of fucking time, and it was culturally backwards on what it actually accomplished.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hippies fucking suck. But uh, yeah, the whole like. Also, if you're white and you have dreadlocks, you're trash. <laughs> you probably smell bad too. Yeah. Yeah. Take a bath. Unless you're, you know. No, not even. Like if it's, it just looks weird. Run piss a lot of people off. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> a friend of mine had dreadlocks, and I was like, really? Like they're cool, but.
0: I'm Fine. sorry. I'm sorry, girl. You're not a free spirit. You're just mentally ill and own candles. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I'm unstable, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. And then
1: just like, do you oh, like god. my mandala? Like, <laughs> no, I don't. Get the fuck away from me with your astrology bullshit. Yeah. And the thing, oh god, like, we're going on a tangent a little bit. But on TikTok, there's, I'm. It's starting to. It just knows, like, I want to be mad at people. <laughs> so it's starting to send me these things. Like, there's like, it was in fucking Arizona or New Mexico. There are like some. Canyon and a sunset. It's really pretty, but it's all these fucking hippie dreadlock old white ladies doing some Hawaiian chant, and a Hawaiian comes up and he's and he's like talking over the video. He's like, "This makes no sense. Like this is a this is a very special Hawaiian chant that we do when like it, it's a it's literally a prayer for them to center themselves and to you know." get their get themselves composed and these ladies are doing it at like a fucking cliff like overlooking just bullshit being like oh what the touch y'all and it's like they're not even saying it right or whatever and they have like little drums and hawaiians are like we don't use little drums like that and then they have like a little gong bell and they're like yeah we don't use that either <laughs> like what the fuck are y'all doing it's just so ridiculous what these fucking people are doing i don't know White people, young, you don't need to stop appropriating things. Do your research. Let us in. Look, it's it's like I've said before. There's nothing
0: wrong with embracing another culture, but give that culture its due credit, yeah. And also do your fucking research. Yeah. Don't just assume you're doing something. You know, this is how you end up with fec- fucking Mexican girl core. You know, yeah. where some where Christ. some dumb yeah. bitch is just like. I discovered
1: this. Yeah.
0: This is a new style. It's similar to this style, but this is my style. Like, fuck you. This is
1: Mexican street corn. And what? it's like they're putting fucking like just Miracle Whip and some mayonnaise and shit like that. in it.
0: It's uh, yeah. funny. I uh, went to a barbecue place today. Really good barbecue. i um, not going to name the location. But one of the items on their menu was just called street corn. Mm-hmm. And the description, it's just a esquita.
1: That's the that's the description? They just
0: they just called it street corn. They didn't call it Mexican street corn. They just said street corn. Mm. And it's just an esquite. Yeah. Fucking they bad wouldn't bad. even like 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 they were just like, Oh, we don't want to put Mexican. They're gonna think it's too exotic. Yeah. These, I, what, I just, like,
1: you fucking bitches. Yeah. It just it hurts my whole it hurts my whole heart when I see white people just destroying traditional foods. Yeah. Or like not eating it like they're supposed to, like with a knife and fork, like at the style with a knife and fork. Ugh. Yeah, like pick it up. It's hard. Pick it up. But yeah, um, going back to this immigration stuff. <laughs> We're getting, uh, also this another way cope. But this is how we cope this with this hard we stuff. Cope. We 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 joke around so that way. We lighten the thing, but it's still there.
0: You know who fucking love embracing Mexican culture? Black people. Black people embrace Mexican yeah. culture
1: like hell. Like fucking Snoop Dogg?
0: Oh hell yeah. yeah. I remember like they were like, Why what do you listen? Why do you listen to Mexican music? And he's like, gangsters recognize gangsters. Yeah, shit, like, yeah, man.
1: I was like, hell yeah. Like that hundred percent. Yeah. It's you know, it's He's an honorary Mexican. Yeah. People cause... it's people who've had a hard time, you know, embrace other people who had hard times. Yeah. Like what like White people love beauty it's just it's just the fucking smoked smoked
0: meat. It's funny, most of them like it more than I do. I'm like, it's okay. I love it. I think it's all right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I love the media Castelvetia's. Uh, the fucking like
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's shit. fine. But it, it's like the broth is what's, what makes it. The meat itself is kind of like, ah, eh, it's okay. Like I'm just like, you know. Uh, it's like there's other dishes that I have a more preference to. It's not bad. i enjoy it, you know. Um you know, that's besides the point.
1: Um, yeah. But yeah. Going back to fucking, uh, Luis over here. Uh, um, yeah. His whole story, him coming to America. N- n- they're living in like a hotel. Like it's him. He met some girl, uh, another Hispanic woman, another Honduran woman. She was up here legally too. She had a kid already with another guy, but they hit it off and they decided like, let's get together.
0: And he was treating like her child as if it was his yeah, child. And too. he was,
1: he said it too. He was like, this is my son. Like, I like, Yes, I know it's another man's son, but no, he is my son now. The thing was, uh,
0: this expands later, uh, not to uh, spoil the third episode for you, Mm -hmm. because I know you only went like two episodes in, while I went three. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, one of the things that she's more scared of Mm -hmm. is that um, obviously getting deported, but the main reason is because the biological father
1: of that It son, was in the second episode, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, he uh, he lives still mm-hmm. in Honduras, and he's a police officer. Yeah. And they're corrupt as fuck. And they literally... Here's the one thing a lot of people don't know about a lot of these like Latino countries is... They, government officials or people that work for the government, get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, May, men specifically get away with fucking, uh, um, with um, what's it called like um, domestic abuse. <laughs> yeah, they get away with domestic abuse mm-hmm. all the fucking time. Yeah, because why? Because most of the time, it's not viewed as anything all that serious. Because obviously. You have the police force and the military having to deal with cartels. The last thing they will care about is hearing a story about somebody's girlfriend getting beat up. You know, like they could care less. Like they're worried about, you know, fucking cartels coming through town and fucking like hanging bodies from bridges and shit.
1: You know? But I don't even. It's just. Not even, that. and then they're corrupt too, so they just turn a blind eye to it.
0: Oh yeah, they're extreme control. the yeah. uh, corrupt. There's another documentary that I was thinking about uh, covering too. Which have you seen uh, uh, the documentary The Missing Thirty Seven? No. It's about the th- it's about thirty seven college students that were uh, that uncovered this giant like corrupt ring within their city, and they were going to expose it to the media. And all thirty seven of those college students went missing, and they oh, could shit. not fucking find them. And then later on, they find bones in landfills, tons of them. And then later on, they start noticing that, like, hey, wait, why are these bones, like, all fucking charred? And then near the area, they find an area which looks like they fucking set up a massive bonfire. Jesus. And they believe that they fucking lit these kids on fire while they're still alive and after they were like all charred up and nothing but bones, they went and buried their bones in fucking like a landfill. Jesus. And it's still being investigated to this day. And all because they were ready to go to the media to expose one of the biggest corrupt systems in their like local um, city government. This was a city official. Well, now it's a Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,. I want to go more into depth with that, but that's for a later episode. But yeah. that's just the kind of shit that people deal with in these other, uh, uh, yeah. in
1: the, in. Um, so I guess Mexico or like all these Latin states and or countries and the U.S. aren't so different. Yeah, with all the corruption and bullshit.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, it's a lot. It's
1: a lot like, more in the open in Mexico. Oh yeah it's yeah. it's a it's a known fact you know. Yeah. Like I remember uh, God, a cousin of mine He's always in the wrong place at the wrong time Which cousin? Uh, he's in Mexico he's on, on uh, the the side. a
0: like I thought you were going to bring up another like crazy Like uh, Domas story No not thing. him Okay, <laughs>
1: um, But it was one time he was um, So he was at school And you know it was like cool They're all fucking around just being shitheads at school and everything And um, They see a bunch of cars just come up And start like blocking off the entrances And they're like oh shit what's happening Uh, apparently some kid at the school that he knew, uh, was mouthing off online about one of the cartel higher ups. So they came to the school to find this kid and they held the entire school hostage until they found this kid. They never found the kid because a teacher, uh, risked his life threw the kid in the back of his car, like in the trunk and drove away. So, you know, he saved the kid's fucking life. I don't know. He's probably dead by now. Um, so they held everyone there, just like had them all sitting on the floor, guys with all their you know rifles and everything all around them. And this guy just comes out, the one he was mouthing off has fucking like coke smeared across his nose and shit. And he's all bug He's like, If you don't fucking tell me where this motherfucker is, I'm gonna take all of you and kill you all. And my cousin's like, Oh shit. And he looks down like, I don't want to make eye contact with anyone. And the first person this guy points at with this gun, he's like, You back of the truck he pointed out my cousin and he was like ah shit so he him and a bunch of other people got put in the back of a truck and they were about to drive away and then a cop car comes by and the cop gets out with his hand on his hip with his gun and he's like hey hey what's going on coke guy comes out around the corner he's like hey go away yeah you know i'm working for so and so you you don't have to worry about this he's like oh you're working for who? okay okay all right and he just leaves like, because he was working for that guy, too. Goddamn. Yeah. It actually
0: brings up a fucking
1: ridiculous.
0: Dude, it brings up a fucking story. Um, okay. Hold
1: on. Let me let me finish it. My cousin's okay. He survived. Uh, uh, another cartel guy came up who was more level-headed and told him to let everyone go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So,
0: let me describe where my dad is from. Mm-hmm. So, most of our family's from Montemotos, Yeah. right? It's a crazy fucking city. It is. It's fucking wild over there. My dad, his area wasn't as crazy, Mm -hmm. but it still had a lot of crazy shit going on. You know, every, like, Mexico, small, like, Mexico City Mm. does that, you know. His town was, it's a pretty bigger town now, but my dad is originally from China, Nuevo León, which is where he got his nickname Chino from. Okay. Because I always thought it was because he had curly hair. I thought because
1: he had, like, squinty eyes.
0: Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't. It could it could have come from anywhere.
1: From all three. <laughs> yeah,
0: but China is located, and yes, it does translate over to China, mm-hmm. but um, China is located about, I want to say like 45 minutes to an hour, maybe an hour and a half away from like Monterrey, Mexico, mm-hmm. the capital of, of Nuevo León, right? Mm-hmm. And the one of the last times that I've... Visited was around the time that I was eleven or twelve, right? And I remember specifically at the time meeting a lot of family members I've uh, like hadn't seen for a long time, yeah, yeah. and then also meeting new family members. You know, I remember meeting this one guy specifically. I don't remember his name, but he was a wild cat, right? And um, he was engaged to one of my cousins in Mexico. You know, they're going to be getting married in the upcoming like year, mm-hmm. right? And one day in uh, afternoon, I had I wasn't doing anything. My mom uh, was taking care of my brothers because you know they're a lot younger. And uh, my dad was fixing on like you know he was I think he was heading to the farm that day because he was gonna buy some goats for mm-hmm. like a for a for. Um, like a barbecue, right? Yeah, because you go over there. You know, they straight up were like, I saw that go get slaughtered. It was yeah. horrifying. I've seen uh, so many
1: pigs get fucking killed. Uh,
0: I don't, I, I don't even try to think about it, man. Yeah. But I, I get it. It's, a, it's, a, it that's it's so good. It's a normal thing over yeah. there, you know. But um nonetheless, he was like, "Hey, you want to come roll with me and your cousin, like through town? We're just gonna go stop at a, a few places, just pick up some stuff, right?" How I was old like. I was 12, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to be with my older cousin, right? My older cousin was like 15, mm. and uh, and he was probably, the one that was engaged to my cousin was probably around like early 20s, like, okay. like he's probably like 22, 23, or whatever, but you know, it was whatever. He was just like, yeah, come along with me. We jump in his car, and we're driving through town. They stop at an OXXO, right? Oxel, Oxel. And um, they end up buying a 12-pack of beer, and he just cracks one open while he's driving. And he hands one over to my 15-year-old cousin. Yeah. And then my 15-year-old cousin hands one to me, and I am just like, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I
1: am but the boy. <laughs> I, I handed
0: it back, and he was like, you sure? I'm like, I'm good. And he was like, no. uh, he's like, no. He's uh, like, don't worry, man. I got gum. You can cover up the smell with the gum. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> like I don't I don't wanna do it. And he was like, okay, I'm just wondering, right? And uh, <laughs> like, right, I did not know that this guy that was in with, apparently he ran with some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what who he was associated with it. I don't know anything about like who the yeah, yeah. the main fucking like crazy motherfuckers that like run down there. Like I don't know if it's cartel or local gang based, right? Mm-hmm. But we, we pass by a police station. With a bunch of, like, you know, the trucks with the fucking, like, armored Mm -hmm. backs and shit, right? And he's like, oh, I know that guy. He fucking hits a really hard U-turn. Goes back. Drives up into the parking lot of the police station. And starts doing donuts. Like, burning tires. And I'm in the back, (laughs) like, we're going to jail.
1: (laughs) I'm only 12.
0: And then one one of the cops comes over. And as soon as he stops doing donuts, he tells him to roll the window down and he pops his head through the window and he's like dude you're gonna get me in trouble get the fuck out of here and 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 he's like i was like i'll talk to you later all right and he's like all right whatever later and he just (laughs) heads out and i had shit myself so fucking hard i was fucking terrified i was like i'm dealing with some wild fucking dudes and sure enough he's probably like five beers in as he's driving and then finally we make it back home i was like i'm never riding along with this motherfucker (laughs) ever again but sure enough, a few years late, a few um, years passed by, and uh, he died.
1: Oh, fun! You're he killed.
0: Uh, he, yes. Yeah. He was driving the back roads, like from the farmlands, heading back into the main city, mm-hmm. and one of the rival, um, I guess, gangs or cartels, yeah, yeah. drove up on him and shot his tires out and shot him up. Mm. And then he survived the crash and the shooting, but he ultimately ended up. Um, getting rushed to the hospital, mm. and apparently well, he tried to hold on long enough to say goodbye to my cousin. He was waiting for her to mm-hmm. like come and see her because he was like, "I'm done. Like I'm fucked." Like he got shot like I don't know how many fucking times. Yeah. and he passed away before she even made it to the hospital. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, and uh, I remember that guy because the thing was like, yeah, he was a wild dude, but he was, like, I mean, he treated me like family because I was family.
1: Yeah, um. It's just crazy, like, like my dad, too, like, his, he showed me a picture forever ago, it was like him and his friends at the beach, and it was like an old picture, It's my dad when he had long fucking hair, he used to wear like Def Leppard t-shirts and yeah. shit, like- but they were at the beach, and they were all like, you know, arm in arm, like having fun and shit, um, and my dad was like, hey, look, this is all my friends, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, haven't seen him in forever, he's probably dead, he's dead, he's dead, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's because they all used to run that shit, yeah. And that's the thing, like, in these countries, that's... That's an easy way to get money. Well, not easy, but it's a way to get a good bit of money. But it's sometimes your only options.
0: Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I'll put my dad's life in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, because my dad did a lot of questionable shit, you know, later in life. Obviously, he walked out on us and shit like that. But I understand that he was a troubled man of what he lived through. He ran away from home at 13 because his dad used to beat the living shit out of him, beat him so bad that even his the mom suggested you should go because he's going to fucking kill you from all these beatings. Damn. And I met my grandfather the times I went to Mexico, but by, by that time he was already fucking withered away. Mm. Like he could barely fucking see straight. And like, I'm, I'm, and, uh, and obviously at that age, like he's got no choice but to calm down, you mm-hmm. know? And it's funny. He was such a piece of shit to everybody that at his old age, they just kind of ignored him. But at the same time, he just let himself be ignored. He ultimately ended up dying of cancer. Yeah. And they had to lie to him and tell him he was just sick because they knew they couldn't afford the chemo. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, you're just you just got a virus right now. You just got to let it pass. Mm -hmm. And they just let him die. I mean... But in, I mean, fucking karma's a bitch. But, yes. the, but the thing was, my dad didn't have any opportunities mm-hmm. at all. His dad worked like day laborer shit. Yeah. Um. My grandmother was a stay-at-home mom, as it is for most women. Um. My dad, at thirteen, ran off. Did whatever work that he could find to survive. Mm-hmm. He got an an apprenticeship at like the age of 15 under a mechanic, learned how to fix cars under this guy. And he basically did work for free just to learn how to fix cars. And once he was able to do it on his own, he was able to fix cars enough to, you know, make enough money to cross the border Mm -hmm. when he was like 18, 19. Right. And I remember seeing a photo of my dad, how he, how, what he looked like. And it was Goofy as hell okay. Big old mustache <laughs> Giant afro
1: Cause my dad had
0: super curly yeah, hair when he did So when he, when he grew it out It was straight up an afro And I'm just like Damn I'm gonna be black nah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I black? <laughs> but anyways um, Meets my mom Years later mm-hmm. In Florida Settle down Have me And then Followed up with years of being a fucking alcoholic, Mm -hmm. running out on the family, trying to survive on his own again, going back between Texas and Mexico because he just doesn't know what to do with his life and eventually getting his uh, residency revoked for trafficking. Mm -hmm. And that's just a sad reality for a lot of people. Some people just don't find a way. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everybody that comes over this country is going to be the same kind of person. A lot of people come over to live good, modest lives. Yeah. That's what they my be- mom did. They become members of their community. And um, how long ago was it that your mom um, got her like legal situation fixed? Oh God, that was because fucking... she, she's a, she's a citizen now, isn't she? Yeah, I was in California
1: when she had that happened. I remember like 2016. I remember 16.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember your dad posting the photos, you yeah. know, like they're, they're doing the little like, um, ceremony are they're all they're waving the American flags and she's yeah. holding up her, like, you know, her... and then
1: the next year they fuck you on the taxes, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that when you get your fucking citizenship. Yeah. As a, uh, yeah, she was, I mean, she had to do it cause, um, in Georgia, it's kind of fucked up. Um, my little sister, she's handicapped. Uh, mm-hmm. as I explained in a previous episode, um, at age 21 the state can come and just take her it was the same thing with your brother if your mom wasn't a citizen she would have had to have done the same thing mm-hmm. um uh, as soon as they turn 21 you have to claim
0: custody of them whenever they age right mm-hmm. it's the whole thing if yeah. not the state and if will you're not a, yeah them. and if you're
1: not a full citizen you cannot claim custody so i'll right. had mm. to do that to claim custody custody of my little sister mm. yeah it's just ridiculous as you had to go through all that. It's like, <laughs> you're going to take my kid away from me. The one that I've been taking care of completely this entire time. Well, yeah. at the time that, at the time that your sister aged out, was your dad already out a prison? Yeah, he, he came back. When did he come back? I don't remember. It was before I left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like t- 2015. And I mean, yeah, he's an old man. He did, you know, stupid shit. Yeah. Like, then the, the same story with my, with my dad. I mean, he was. I mean, he had a hard childhood, too. Um, but I mean, from what I hear from my mom and from everyone, my dad was just a fucking like, shithead. Yeah. Um, always, like, getting into fights and. Uh, he would skip school. He got his GED when he was in prison, yeah, because he never in, finished school.
0: But but just think about that in the, in the case of most people who grow up in America, yeah. some of us are just wild kids, yeah. you know, and we do wild shit when we're young. I have tons of stories of like the early years of like yeah. me uh, at the end of high school and the the years like straight out of high school where I was just doing some stupid shit i was doing stupid like who doesn't do stupid shit but we're not
1: selling drugs yeah 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 Uh, we're doing drugs
0: yeah i I mean not anything hard no it's a weed oh yeah yeah i never i never fucked with anything else i mean i mean yeah i i i did drink when i was underaged a few times but i mean who the fuck doesn't do that that's just a common like that is like the um, this is the South. Well, no, that's just, like, the teenage American experience. Yeah. Doing things you're not supposed to do because you get a kick out of doing
1: things that are, like, you know, taboo. Meanwhile, in Mexico, your 15-year-old cousin's handing you a fucking beard when you're you're 12. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, here, what was it?
0: What's crazy is he already had pre-cut limes. I don't know where the fuck he got those.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably from the store, because they'll do that. Yeah. oh my god i that, hey, fool, let me get some limes yeah like, <laughs> that was my favorite part whenever we go to mexico so if we go to the store and to buy beers and stuff like a little kid would be walking by like hey come here what i'll give you some money if you go and buy the beers for me i don't want to get out of my car because okay like, "Okay," gonna walk in they'll come back out with like a 30 pack of beers and throw them in the back of your car and you just give them a few paces also Mexico is ahead of the game when it
0: comes to recycling because I remember back Hell's in the day yeah. you had a fucking like um you had to pay extra to buy like the a full the, no the full like crate of sodas right mm-hmm. but you'd get a discount if you brought back the glasses yeah and so you kind of had like a way because you um it's a it's a way of recycling yeah. glass and I don't understand why America has never implemented that but then I realized oh wait America's full of a bunch of lazy fucks yeah. who don't want to recycle no. Like they're like, what well, I gotta go I gotta go back to the grocery store with my
1: fucking bottles? Yeah. Do like- you know do you know how many times I had to go back to the trash can and pick out my fucking bottle? Because we grew up in the fucking US and we go down there and I'll finish my Coke, throw it in the trash, and my cousins are like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I
0: had a... Actually, it's it's funny. This is this is so fucking stupid. This is a, it's a dumb story, but one time when we were in Mexico, right, mm-hmm. my dad had picked up this random, like, dude who just walked around town with a guitar. Apparently, he was, like, a, a guy who just serenade parties, right? Okay. And he was an old fuck, like, super, like, goofy as hell, right? And he was like, Hey, come with us to the... Uh, do this barbecue right we're about to like you know we're about to kill some like goats we're about to have like um, like a big ol thing right yeah and guys like sure why not and while he was there he was just like can I get a coke He was like oh yeah we could get you a coke and he said but it's got to be diet I'm diabetic and we were like oh fuck and we like they looked over there and they were like all the Cokes were just normal Cokes mm-hmm. right and we we're like oh fuck what do we do and they <laughs> they found an old Diet Coke bottle a glass one and then just put normal Coke That's in fucked it up. <laughs> and they gave it to him and he drank Jesus. and he's just like, damn, this Coke's good. <laughs>
1: oh, God. And, then the things- and then they kept
0: fucking with him. Cause they were just like, uh, uh cause you know, he obviously just had like a wooden guitar. Mm. Right. So, um, they would ask him to play shit that he couldn't play. Like, oh, it was so fucking stupid. I forgot what they were saying. They were, um, 'Cause obviously he's like, Do you want me to play some Vicente? Do you yeah, want me yeah. to play some Corridos and shit like that? Mm. And uh they were like, Play Cumbia Kings. <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> He was like, Huh? And he was just like, you know, Cumbia Kings, play the chocolate song. I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ. You <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking laughs> stupid. <laughs> Poor guy. I hope y'all gave him money. Oh no, they, they paid him. Okay, of course. Good. Of course. Like, yeah. uh, and then of course they fed him and shit like that. Yeah.
1: But. but go like to last thing I'll say about the Cokes. In Mexico, always go for the bottles that have scratches all over them, mm. or like the Coke is almost rubbed out, because that that bottle has, it's like wine. It has, it's aged. The glass is aged, so mm. it gives the Coke a better taste. <laughs> if it's a brand new bottle, put that shit to the back. Rotate it and get a, get an old bottle. Ah, uh, dude. Yeah.
0: I still have a few of those like sodas from Mexico. Uh,
1: that was so fucking good,
0: dude. Every time I, my stomach
1: hurts so bad afterwards. Oh yeah, they. <laughs> yeah. they hit, I
0: drank one earlier, and immediately after, I was like, I think I need to lay down. Yeah. Like I felt my blood pressure go up. But uh, the thing was, like, they're so fucking yeah, good. It's because all that is pure like That's cane corn. sugar. No,
1: yeah, it's cane sugar. Yeah, it's
0: pure cane sugar, and like the thing is, like, I think it's perfectly sweetened. Mm-hmm. It's not overbearing it's not like drinking a fucking mountain dew yeah, it doesn't have
1: that artificial taste to it
0: also I think the carbonation is right on point too because mm-hmm. the thing is it's like, kind of flat it's, but not yeah, yeah it's almost like it's like a soda but also if it was like a ju- juice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your
1: dog's chasing its tail <laughs> she wants attention that's why oh sweet yeah. sweet pup anyways I just poked her in the eye <laughs> she, oh, I love you <laughs>
0: but back on the whole subject of immigration of immigration and living undocumented is like these countries have tons of genuine humble people that just want a new beginning and they were just dealt a bad hand of being born into a country that doesn't have those many opportunities and i i know you probably understand this because I know you told me this was a thing that you had to deal with in California, but sometimes the only way you can find work is you gotta know somebody. Yeah. And the same thing applies in Mexico. You want work in Mexico? Well you gotta fucking know somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you don't if you come from a family that has nothing, that have no connections to anybody, well guess what? You're on the fucking street yeah. and you're just doing whatever the fuck you can to survive. And yeah. it's it's depressing sometimes in Mexico. You go in there and you see these little kids selling gum and sodas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There'll be out there, like street performing, um, yeah. uh, on every corner of every light. You have somebody coming up to your car, offering to wash your windshield.
1: Yeah. My grandma would sell uh, uh, like ice cream and like little like. She would send my aunt because my aunt had a visa, or um, yeah, like a visa to cross over to Brownsville and everything. Mm-hmm. And my she would give my aunt money, or we would send her money too, and they would buy like. All the little, remember all the little shitty toys from the dollar store that mm-hmm. were a dollar? Yeah. That like, you know, they're super cheap plastic and they break in like a day or something. She would go and buy a bunch of those and hang them up on her gate. And little kids will come and like, she'll like charge them like, like a peso or two for a fucking toy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how my grandma would make her living. And also <laughs> when my uncle was alive, um, uh, my uncle uh, uh, got us. Mm -hmm. i I caught him smoking weed one time it was funny yeah and he tried to hide it i was like i know what you're doing man come on food's getting cold and he's like (laughs) 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 but um what he did is he had a he had this really nice old uh chevy truck super old he always kept it like immaculate you know even though we're in mexico there's mud everywhere he's out there fucking washing it or paying the crackhead across the street to fucking wash it for him and he added a um, an extra tank onto the truck. So he would go to the U.S., <laughs> fill up both tanks, come back, siphon it out into these huge, like, uh, drums. And my grandma would sell gas out of the house. <laughs> like And she would sell it for cheap. And so people would come by and they'd be like, "Uh, give me, like, you know, two gallons. And my uncle would go over there and, like, And he didn't have, like, we told him, like, we'll buy you the fucking pump, dude. And he's like, no, 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 I can do it myself. And he's over there with the fucking hose. (laughs) Swallowing fucking gasoline. And, yeah, these people are getting gas. And he'll sit down he's like, I feel a little (laughs) (laughs) lightheaded. But this guy, he was, he never worked an actual job in his life. mm -hmm. He was one of those guys that can talk you out of your fucking clothes. Like, really yeah well, Like i would go with, i loved going out with him because for one he would talk he knew everyone he would talk to everyone uh he would go to random taco places and i felt bad like i would i would like kind of just put extra money down um when he wasn't looking to kind of pay for it um he'd walk over and start talking to him and like while he's talking eye contact he never <laughs> broke the eye contact but his hands are down Moving stuff around, handing me things like he, he made fucking tacos and handed me tacos, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Mexico oh is
0: so fucking funny about but, this. You yeah. know what I used to love in Mexico the fucking, like markets when I mean, you uh, buy, it. yes, dude. I remember going to the market and being like, I remember, oh, I remember at the time that I was in Mexico, which was again when I was 10 or 11, yeah. you know, the biggest. The biggest movies that every kid wanted to watch were the scary movies, right? Mm -hmm. The scary movie series, right? And at the time, Scary Movie Four had just dropped, right? And I hadn't when you were twelve. I think so. I mean, think about how long ago those movies were, dude.
1: That's right. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: No, it would have been.
1: It would have been one of the first
0: ones. No, because I remember this one specifically had four movies on one single DVD. Hmm. It had all four movies. Wow. And I bought it for like 10 pesos. And I was just like, hell yeah. Fuck yes. And I watched all of them like back to back. But sometimes you get fucked. Mm-hmm. I remember one time at the same time uh, that god awful Peter Jackson King Kong movie came out. Mm-hmm. And I uh, bought that one. And you go home, you put the DVD, and it's the black and white King Kong movie. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, it's, <laughs> it's King Kong. <laughs>
1: No, they, they get crafty down there. Like, uh, one place that I enjoyed going when we were little kids um, is this guy. I don't know how. He, he probably stole all the systems, but he had, like, a bunch of Super Nintendos. And he had, like, it was, like, a room. And he had, like, three Super Nintendos on each wall and with mm-hmm. the controllers. And he had a bunch of games. And, and you would pay him, like, I forgot how many pesos. And he would be like, all right, I'm watching the clock. You got an hour of gameplay. And like he's he was like he was doing like all this fucking game like in the mall, in North Point in Mall of Georgia now they have like the um, you can drop your kids off and there's like they have like the fucking game stations everywhere you can play and everything You yeah. can just pay and you can play this guy was ahead of the fucking curve like I hope he's in Mexico just killing it right now
0: <laughs> dude I remember I remember this specifically because at the time that I went to. When I went to Mexico, you know, obviously they had like a lot of hand-me-down systems. You know, they yeah. didn't have the newest. At the time that I went over there, you know, this was like the PS2 era, mm-hmm. right? But my cousins had a PS1, right? And we we're he was just like, oh, do you want to go like um, like spend uh, some of your money on some video games that we can play? And I was like, sure, why not, you know? Because, I mean, yeah. obviously, like my dad could give me like five US dollars and I could buy a lot of fucking shit yeah. with it, you know? So we went to this um, store that sold like DVDs and video games, mm-hmm. right? And they were all bootleg. Mm-hmm. They're all bootleg. And uh, my cousin had explained to me that what you do is when you buy a system, you go to these video stores. They install a chip into the system that can read the bootlegs, mm-hmm. and that's how you got the games. And I remember at the time that we went there, you know. Uh, uh, I uh I was looking at the games and I had saw that they had Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> and I was like I had already had Final Fantasy VIII, I had the, but I only had the first disc mm-hmm. and then I let y'all borrow it and I never got it back and uh <laughs> and then um and I, was I think just, we had the other three <laughs> yeah and I was like <laughs> oh what they have the whole game on one disc that's insane so I I, I bought it I think I probably spent like not even like two dollars on it so probably like 20 pesos right we go home and it we pop it into the playstation it was final fantasy tactics from the game boy really yeah that's actually pretty cool and i was like huh (laughs) i fuck with this (laughs) (laughs) and then um (laughs) yeah
1: you go back i'm not even mad like this is fucking cool. <laughs>
0: and then I think the other game that we had bought is we bought, um, what was it? It was um, Medal of Honor. It was a Medal of Honor game. Oh, nice. Back in the early days. I forgot mm-hmm. which one it was, but it was like, I think, I just remember the opening part of that game was like the Storming of Normandy. And you're it sounds just like, like the ah! first one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Frontline. Yeah, Frontline. Front oh, Frontline. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Frontline. That's what it was. Yeah, that game was fun. I mean, like, at, at least for the time, you know. Yeah. Obviously, they got a lot more advanced as so they... Went on, but still, like, yeah. like people find a hustle down there. Mm-hmm. Everything is a hustle. But the thing is, people get tired yeah. of living that life and just barely making by. And they want to come to a place where you can just get a nine to five yeah. that can cover your bills or at least make you enough money to send back home yeah. and, live, and live. I mean,
1: it, it's going to be hard work because, I mean, you don't have paperwork, you don't have nothing. I mean, you're going to be working on the table. It's more likely going to be very hard manual labor.
0: And I've heard some cases where like sometimes people get fucking they come up here with the American dream Mm -hmm. and they can't make it over here. And then they try to send money back home in hopes that they could have a backup plan. And even that falls through. So Mm -hmm. they're just stuck. Being undocumented up here I don't know how many times I've ran into Somebody who told me that like They had been in the US Undocumented for like 10-15 years Mm -hmm. And they were like My original plan was to be up here for 10 years Earn as much money as possible And send it back home to my parents And they would use that money to buy some land Build me a house Mm -hmm. And then I would have some money left in savings Just to live out the rest of my days right? Only to find out that His Family was just extorting him for money. Yeah. They were just taking all that money and they were just living the best life that they could live down there. And then whenever he would ask, hey, like, give me like give me like a bank statement of like what I have put away. And they were like, there is no bank statement. Yeah. You've been spending all of it. And you find out that all that work you've been putting in Mm -hmm. was for nothing because some people some people were shitty like that. Yep. And then you're stuck up here, you know, with nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. And then on top of that,
0: some of them will eventually get deported and they're right back to zero.
1: Yeah. It was like you did all that for nothing. You killed yourself. Like, uh, there's a lot of people that um they'll come up here to work. They get hurt on the job. Yeah. There's no insurance. You don't go to the hospital. You can't. So you, a lot of times they end up going back to Mexico or wherever they're from. And... They're disabled. They can't work. They can't even do anything there. Mm-hmm. It's just it just sucks. The whole the whole working situation, regardless if you're Hispanic or Asian or whatever, if you're undocumented, it is a nightmare, and it's just crazy.
0: And it's not just a gamble that you're making with yourself, mm-hmm. but it's also just a gamble in general. Because the thing is, like a lot of people are trying to escape bad situations. Yeah. But not everyone's going to be on board with like what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to tell you that you're just going to end up getting caught and being sent back, but you're still going to chase after that dream of a better life. Yeah. And then in those cases, you know, you can still trust that other people are going to believe in your dream, but they just end up using you in the end. And these are good people that are just coming up here trying to do their best. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Yes, there are cases of people coming up here and doing some horrendous shit. Yeah. You know? And I don't know how many times I've heard of, like, stories of, like, you know, like, immigrant families that come here, start a new life. They Mm -hmm. have kids here that are American, and their kids end up being fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. I've heard a thousand shit. That happened to fucking a few people in our family. Yep and um i'm again i'm not going to ma- i'm not going to mention names but like i always but they uh, know who they are they yeah they know exactly who they are yeah. because the thing was instead of like instead of doing the best they can yeah. to provide for their families or for a future family that they might like end up having they just end up doing a bunch of s- dumb stupid bullshit mm-hmm. just because they thought it was cool yeah. or they thought that they were being like different and yeah, they like, end up fucking their families up, and
1: yeah, that's it's just, just a harsh reality. Yeah, it's just people like that. Like they don't, they don't appreciate the sacrifices, the family, like your parents did, mm-hmm. if they come over here, like the hard work that they did to keep whatever little bit of roof over your head, what little bit of food in your mouth, uh, just keep a bed fucking clothes on your back just making your life as comfortable as they can and you go and fuck it all up yeah like like when i was you know i was a shithead in fucking high school and you know my grades were going down and i really didn't care because i was like whatever and then it it took my mom being like i am just disappointed that you're doing this and i was like "Oh, oh no what is this feeling I'm
0: feeling? Generational guilt. Yeah, it's uh. like
1: all my ancestors are just looking at me like shame, shame, shame. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it is um it's just people who squander that that chance of pulling up your family. That that's that's rough. Like I I don't understand that. Like I mean I'm no fucking millionaire. Like I I mean I can probably do more. But I think my Family understands that you know, oh, he has his own life too that he's building. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, yeah, I do help out, and I help out as much as I can.
0: There's also, this also is this isn't necessarily a immigrant related thing, but this mm-hmm. is just like a family related thing, yeah. right? But I, any parent out there that's listening. First off, subscribe. I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead and and like and subscribe. Right, follow our Patreon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, I want to be really careful on how I word this, but your children are not a means of future income. Yep. Stop thinking that because you. Raise them Mm -hmm. that they owe you something. It is your fucking job to raise them. Yeah. And their success has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. That is all on them. You might help them pave the way to the success. But again, that is your fucking job. Yeah. It is your job to do that. And you think just because your children grow up that they owe you something because you gave them life. Well, they didn't choose to be born. Yeah. But you did choose to have a child. Mm-hmm. And that child until it is old enough to fend for, it's, for himself or themself is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And there's this disgusting thing I've been noticing recently that people have been sharing on TikTok and people sharing their experiences of them turning 18. Because recently this lady, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking, but she shared this on social media it was the day of her son's 18th birthday and he she hands him a um in uh what's it called um like a bill no it's a um it's like wow what's it called um it's like a removal order like you know like uh what's it what's that what's that shit um What's that shit that you uh, that you get whenever you don't pay? Oh, an eviction notice. An eviction notice. What? She gave her eighteen-year-old son an eviction notice that he had thirty days to get out. What? On his eighteenth birthday, this kid didn't have a job, was still in school, and this mom was just like, "Oh." If you don't find a job soon and you don't start covering these bills and these bills, well, guess what? You're out the fucking door. And this kid oh, is literally what? like in shock, like what? Like you didn't even like give me a chance to prepare. Yeah. Like how am I gonna do this? And then she's just like figure it out and just starts laughing. And then people start sharing their experiences that they've dealt with. I <laughs> uh, saw so this other video of this uh, young mm-hmm. girl. Who was talking about her experience when she turned eighteen? So apparently, she was on her final year in high school. She had just graduated. She graduated at the age of seventeen. Um, she was about to turn eighteen, but when she was going to turn eighteen, she had um, the she ended up turning eighteen while in Japan. She was mm. visiting Japan because she was fixing on going to the Japan on a on a scholarship mm. um, for art school. And this was her dream. Her dream was to go to like this prestigious art school that she worked hard for to get into. Right? Yeah. She turns eighteen over there. She celebrates her birthday in Japan. She comes back only for like the first few minutes that she's home to be evacuated off of the uh, her parents' home by an officer because the office because uh, the parents had filed a um, a. A domestic, um, a uh, what was it like a domestic disturbance thing? What they apparently claimed that she had hurt them, even though she was only back for like a day. Wow! Because they were like, "You turned eighteen. You need to get the fuck out of your house, and we're gonna make sure that you get out immediately." So they lied about her abusing them in order to get her out of the house. Wow. And she had no lie. Less than an hour to pack up all her belongings. And she was out on the street. That's fucking ridiculous. People are fucking cruel. Yeah. People are fucking cruel. And sometimes that's the reality for people in other countries. And Mm -hmm. imagine imagine you live in a country where there is no opportunity. You have no connections. Mm -hmm. You have no people that are looking after you. And you're out on the street because you happen to be born into a family that doesn't give a shit about you Yeah. or worst case scenario. Like you just don't have family at all. Some people have been on the street their whole fucking lives. And the only way that you can find a new opportunity is by doing something dangerous, like crossing uh, a border, coming into another country illegally and trying to live your best life that you can up here. Yeah.
1: And that's what sucks with the, uh, the lady. What was her name?
0: Um, um, I don't remember. Yeah, which one?
1: The the lady in the first two episodes.
0: Uh, the one that's married to the marine. Yeah. Um. God damn, What was her name? I think her was name wasn't her name like Andrea or something. I think so. Something like or that, like
1: Han- or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like her, like she came over because you know it was dangerous for her to be down there. Um, uh, yeah. she was like. 16, 17 when she came over. Yeah. I, th- I think she
0: said when she was 15 or 16, she was working at a bakery. Yeah. And then a, a armed robber came into the store yeah, and yeah, put yeah, a gun yeah. to her head to empty out the cash register. Mm-hmm. She handed the money over. She went to go report it to the police. And the mm-hmm. next day he comes back. Yeah. Because he works gu- with the police. He puts yeah. the gun to her head and says, if you report me again, you're going to fucking die. Yep. And terrified for her life. She fled. Yeah. I she, think
1: she left that day which is crazy. Like it was ridiculous, but like her story is, um, you know, she was living in the U S on a, no, she just came undocumented, right? Yeah. She came over undocumented. So she was living there. She met this Marine guy. They got married. Um, she already had a, or no, she had the, both were kids there in the U S they're both citizens. And when Trump comes in the office, uh, before what she was doing is she would have to go to the, immigration office and report every like month mm-hmm. just say like hey i'm still here i'm not running away and they're like okay cool come back next month yeah that's usually what people will have to do but when trump came to office and passes zero, to- zero tolerance and changed up all the laws for like asylum seekers and everything like that he fucked it all up when she goes in they're like oh so actually we're gonna have to review your case now because you might have to be deported and she ends up being fucking This deported. case is one of those yeah. ones that's got a little bit of a twist. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. This one made me so fucking angry because her fucking uh, husband... Her husband was a Trump supporter. Yeah, so he voted for Trump knowing knowing what his fucking policies are on, on her, like on immigration, on what she is. But he had a very
0: naive... Um, he had a very naive idea of like, oh, they're not going to deport my wife because I was a Marine, Yeah, and he loves the military. Yeah. Does he? No. Does he fucking love he the military?
1: Doesn't. No. But like, he fucking, yeah, he voted for him because, of course, he did the same thing that a bunch of other fucking people did is, well, I don't want to vote for Hillary. Cool. Don't fucking vote for the other guy either. Like, vote for the third party. Waste a vote
0: there. And that's the one thing that I hate, that when people were just like, oh, he cares about like the fucking, you know the middle class working class America. And like, no, all. he doesn't give a fuck. No. And what makes you think that he gives a shit about America? He literally mocked John McCain when he was still alive yeah. that he got captured mm-hmm. at war. That he was a prisoner of war. He was a POW survivor. Yeah. Right. He got captured in um was it Vietnam? Was it Vietnam? Yeah, he was Vietnam. Yeah. He got captured in Vietnam. Yeah. And he openly had a chance to escape. But he chose to stay because he didn't want to be, like, treated any differently. He mm-hmm. stayed with the rest of the other POWs and yeah. went through hell. Went through hell for years. And then on to- and then after that, Trump decides to, like, oh, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. he's not a, he, like, I, I like soldiers that don't get captured. Yeah, like, fuck you, Trump. Like, You're the- a
1: fucking draft dodger, man. Just because, oh, fucking something's wrong with your fucking feet or some bullshit like that. He, he was able to dra- or dodge that shit. More like he was a fat piece of shit. Yeah, he was a fucking rich boy. That's what he was. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking daddy took care of you. But no, like the whole the whole thing... Oh, God, that guy just fucking pissed me off. The fucking Marine guy. Like, I, like, it has nothing to do with being a Marine. It's just his whole attitude on the whole thing. Like, we were talking about it before we started recording. This guy is just so... Just blah to the whole ordeal. He's just in the background no emotion looking at his fucking feet and then they ask him i guess like how are you feeling he's like well i don't want to cry because i'm not supposed to cry in front of everyone he's very uh, militant yeah it's it's he's just disconnected almost yeah it's it's almost like he wants her to leave like he's like nah i don't want her here anymore and this is this is a perfect way to get rid of her yeah like it's it's fucked yeah and like i'm i kind of word like like, in the back of my head, I was like, I'm worried about the older daughter. Because the older daughter is staying there. The mom is taking the younger daughter to Mexico with her. Mm-hmm. And with this guy just being so just, like, nonchalant and not caring about anything. Like, it made me just, like, in the back of my head, I was like, I'm worried about the daughter. Because he's probably not going to treat her good. Mm-hmm. I know that the daughter has very different view political views because of her mom. Yeah. And is he just going to treat her like shit just because he she doesn't, you know, believe what he believes? I don't know. Because the thing is, like, you have
0: such a fucking hard read on this guy. And then on top of that, it's almost like I obviously that is something to be fearful about that if he would be like just a fucking asshole because they have different views on stuff. But at the same time, I always I also get the I also get the feeling that he might just be one of those guys that's just like, I don't know, like. I guess like sheepish nature. Like he's just going to believe whatever narrative that's spun like to him. And then also he might just be fucking like, I don't know. Like he's the equivalent of like dry, like watching paint dry. Like he just doesn't
1: like, Oh, and then the other thing too, that fucking pissed me off about this guy is like his wife is having to go to all these fucking lawyer things, interviews, immigration offices. She's taking a friend with her or her kids. He never in this thing, like maybe he did off camera, but he didn't want to be on camera doing it, but he doesn't go into the office with her when they tell her the first time that you're going to be deported. It's her friend that goes with her. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, if it was me, if if if, if I was in his position and my wife was getting fucking threatened with deportation, I'm going to be in every single one of those fucking meetings. Like, you have two kids together, you're... Is it that hard to go support her in that meeting to be there? Because she got terrible news that you're going to be deported in 45 days. Do you not think she fucking cried? Do you not think she wanted someone there to hold her, to comfort her, to tell her it's going to be, you know, we'll get through this. Everything will be okay. And then she later in the interview was talking about, like, this is strained my marriage ever since he voted for that. And I told him, like, you know, you understand who he is to us and what his stance is. And you still voted for him. And then that drove a wedge in that marriage. And then him just not expressing his emotions to her. Yeah. She said that that's put a massive strain on it as well. And she's like, I don't even think our marriage is going to like last. Yeah. And it's just like this. That's why I was like, this guy's a piece of fucking work. Like, yeah. Like he should be ashamed of yourself, dude. That's,
0: that's another thing that I've, I've, I'm, I'm we have talked about before on previous episode but mm-hmm. toxic masculinity does not help men at all. It no. never will help men. And for any guy that's out there that's just gonna be like, oh, he's one like oh, these guys are just a fucking two fucking cucks. They're just saying that like oh, you can't be a toxic masculine because they can't be men ourselves like no, no, no no, no, he's the thing you need to fucking understand. you yeah. know being toxic about your masculinity, does not help you in any way, no. shape, or form because all you're doing is you're just trying to double down your insecurity of being a man. Yeah. Being a man does not mean like being fucking like alpha all the goddamn time. You know, like I've I've gotten into conversations before with people because you know some people have like perspectives like do alphas exist? Do betas exist? Like should a man be the alpha of the family? Should they do this? They like you can be. An alpha in your family, but it doesn't mean that you have to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to walk around like you're the fucking God, like God's gift to earth, yeah, you know,
1: fucking puffing your chest out and bullshit. You
0: know what makes a fucking man is what makes a man is owning up to uh, owning up to his bullshit, mm-hmm. taking responsibility for his actions, and then also being able to, um, Take care of any responsibilities that he has to do. And one of those responsibilities is taking care of your family fighting mm-hmm. for your family, whatever it may be. And then on top of that, you have to be there emotionally mm-hmm. for your family. If you deprive emotion from your family, it almost all it's going to do is give them a cold shoulder yep. and it's not going to make them feel secure. It's not going to make them feel like you truly understand them.
1: Yeah. Those are the, the like people like that who treat their family like that. <clears throat> those are the people you see that have no visitors in an old folks home. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just get dumped off there, and the family just says, all right, bye, because that's all you were worth to them. You were just that. You were someone to be dumped off at the end of your life to live the rest of your life alone.
0: Like, if you want to be, like, a masculine, like, meathead, like an example, like, if you just want to be, like, a fucking dude that just, like, you know, just cares about like lifting heavy and being tough Mm -hmm. that's fine but it doesn't mean that you also have to be emotionally disconnected yeah because the thing is all that is doing is fueling any type of like um
1: like animosity in your family yeah just it just it it builds resentment if you're just being a fucking asshole first of all that's going to imprint on your kids your kids are going to be like, well, this is the way I should act. So you're just making a new generation of fucking assholes.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, like, I, I've had this conversation before, like, with my wife, you mm-hmm. know? And she says, like, how can you be against um, toxic masculinity if you still have some to- like, toxic masculinity traits? I was like, 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 what? And she's like, well, you know, you're very adamant about, like... How strong you are, how willing you are to get into a fight to defend somebody that you care about. I was like, well, I don't think that's toxic masculinity. I just think it's a a thing that I'm willing to do to in order to protect. Because I'm not actively being like an asshole. Like I'm not looking for every fucking fight.
1: Yeah, that's toxic masculinity. That's toxic masculinity. For it, but being
0: being willing to put your life on the line or your own well-being on the line mm-hmm. in order to protect those that you care about. That's not toxic masculinity. Yeah. As much as it is, it's just you playing the role that you feel is necessary um, for, you know, taking care of those that you love, you yeah. know? Like obviously violence is never the answer, you know, mm-hmm. but in situations that where your hand is forced into it. You know, an example is if you're ever in a situation in a public situation where somebody is fucking acting erratic and your family is in danger, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, you know, your intermediate family or even like your close friends who you consider family, you, you, if you truly care about them, you'll do whatever you can to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Now does that mean that you have to start a fight? No. But does it mean that you're willing to take a chance to protect them? Yes. Yeah.
1: It's called defending. Yeah. It's not fight, it's defend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A a true alpha is not a constant fighter, mm-hmm. but a constant protector. Mm-hmm. You protect those that matter to you and you protect the things that like uh, the you're you're willing to um, um, fight for the things that are worth fighting for. Yeah. You're not just fighting for the sake of fighting. That's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. That's just trying to find like you know, you know. That's just that's just you trying to find a reason to puck, fucking puff your chest out and be like, look at me, look how fucking badass yeah. I am. I start fights just because I I can. I'm like, okay, good for fucking you.
1: Yeah, and and. The, the in the in the show there is a good you know there's a good example of not being you know fucking toxic to your family the the israeli guy at the end of the of the second episode he's he's having like their family's having a big you know family eating like they're mm-hmm. they're eating dinner together with like his brother who came in from miami who's who's a legal he's a legal citizen and he came to you know talk to the family about stuff and they they openly talked about it with their kids. And it wasn't like yelling at each other. They allowed each other to become, to be vulnerable and let their kids know, like, hey, this is what scares me. This is why I act this way. And I feel like off camera, there was a lot more of that. And, God, that guy, I felt so bad for the Israeli guy. Like, yeah. he, I mean, he came over, you know, post 9-11. He had to deal with all that bullshit because he was Israeli. And, mm-hmm. oh, you look Middle Eastern. It's like, shut the fuck up um you know he was able to you know he had a work visa so he was able to start a business with uh, uh one of his uh, friends and he had the business going uh, his visa went uh, expired so he's just kind of doing it still mm-hmm. um so they're kind of living under the radar um so you want to get deported um and you know he had all his kids and everything he's trying to give them a good life you know teach them how to be good people and then he starts talking about um, uh, the part that fucking got me was when he was talking about his mom. Yeah, uh, his yeah, mom. His mom, she has, like, cancer She had, something. like,
0: uh, pancreatitis can- yeah, pancreatitis pancreatic cancer. Yeah, pancreatic cancer. And it's
1: spreading into her lungs and her liver, and she doesn't have that long to live, really. And it sucks because he talked to his lawyer, his attorney, his immigration attorney. He's like, is there any way I can go to go see my mom for, like, a few days and anything? Like, is there any kind of special permit I can get or whatever? And the attorney flat out told him, don't even think about leaving mm-hmm. because if he leaves, it's a 10 year, it's that 10 year period where it's like a, it's, it's like a sentence. It's a 10 year sentence. You cannot come back to the U S mm-hmm. after that. You can apply to come back. Yeah. But you're, you're, it's going to be really hard for you to come back. Yeah. It's more than likely it's going to get yeah. denied. And it's crazy because he's talking about it. Yeah. He's talking about it being like, you know, my mom, she's about to die. I am not going to be able to go see her. I am not going to be able to go mourn her death. And he talked about his dad who died a few years before then too. Yeah. And it's just for him. And it's like, I understand that it's like he, he carries the weight of his dad dying still. And now his mom, cause his mom passed away uh, a few days after the, the, they filmed that episode. He's not going to be able to go and get that closure of seeing her grave. Yeah. That was the thing that he started, like, like choking up and crying because he was, like, that's what people don't understand is, like, to accept that whole... Her, the, to accept her passing, to accept his dad passing, They the, he needs that closure, and he will never be able to get it because he won't be able to come back to the U.S. where his life is now. Yeah. And it's just, like, these are the sacrifices... That we were talking about earlier that parents are making for the kids to get ahead. Yeah. Like, you're you, you you're here with your parents. Think I, about your parents,
0: parents, your grandparents. And the thing is, like, this shit happens mm-hmm. all the fucking time. And I, I I, remember when I worked at this one job where I worked with a lot of undocumented mm-hmm. dudes. The guy who was in charge of our area, our land lead, I guess that's the best way to word it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he had a specific, like, position name, whatever. Yeah. But let's just say he was our land lead, right? He... I remember one day him coming into work, and he was just super quiet, and just didn't really want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And then I went up to his nephew who worked with us. His nephew was born over here, in yeah. all this, you know. And I was like, "Hey, what's going on? What's going on with your uncle?" And he was like, "Oh, he just got word last night. Um, his mom died in Mexico. Mm. She they they just found her dead in her bed, like yeah. she had died in her sleep, and." He wasn't able to go see her mm-hmm. because he's undocumented if he goes back he's stuck yeah and this man still came into work the next fucking day with that shit on his mind yeah when when i found out that my brother was sick mm-hmm. just finding out that he was sick i was out of work multiple days mm-hmm. because i couldn't even process it yeah and then when he did pass i was out for a whole week Cause it took me that long to get my shit together to go through all the funeral proceedings that you that you need to go through yeah. right and then being there for my mom you know like my mom was a fucking wreck yeah and thank god for your mom your mom was there every single fucking day like making sure that my mom would eat mm-hmm. talking to my mom making sure that she had somebody to console with you know and luckily my mom had people from her like church come down there. Yeah. And also like, you know, talk with her and like let her know that we're thinking about her and that mm-hmm. we're here for her that we're all feeling this pain, right? But some people don't have that. Yep. And some people have to go through the reality of like, I mean, fuck like like um it was like uh I mean, all, all our all our parents um at least like on our on one side of our family. We're lucky yeah. whenever you know, they're lucky that they were all born in the States because, you know, when my uh, great when our great grandfather passed away, mm-hmm. you know, they all went for the funeral. Yep. They all went down there, you know? Including my grandma, because she mm-hmm. has her um citizenship. She has her citizenship, you yeah. know? And they were able to be there with her and console her because mm-hmm. I mean, like I mean you know, it's it's rough. She, yeah. She's like her her father just passed away, you know? I mean, given it was gonna happen. Motherfucker was 99, you know, yeah, like but, fucking ancient. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm surprised he made it that far.
1: And he motherfucker went through a civil war. <laughs> Did you know
0: that? <laughs>
1: what? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Jesus, which
1: one? I don't the, know. It was some civil fucking war that had that. Was night. he at the Battle of Puebla? <laughs> <laughs> he's that fucking old, yeah. Fucking. I our great know, grandfather that. was Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Just fighting through time. <laughs> no, I remember a funny story on our grandpa. He. We went to go see him one day, me, my dad, and my brother. And uh, we went to his gate, and it was locked from the inside. He had the padlock on. And we're like, well, uh! we were yelling at him because he's hard of hearing. He can't really hear us. But his vision started going away, too, so he couldn't really see. And he, I guess he didn't um, recognize our voices. Mm-hmm. He, he would see him like he's laying in bed. He's just like, you know, he's kind of just laying there, <laughs> just doing old man Mexican things. And he gets up. You see him kind of, like, pat his legs. He hops up and then lifts up his mattress and pulls out a fucking machete. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Willow, Willow, Willow. <laughs> Meanwhile, this fucking rooster just, like, running in circles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story about um, uh. Uh, Willow.
0: Um, I remember when he was getting really old, there'd be some summers where Graham would go down there and take care of him, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember... Um, one of the last times that I was in Mexico, given I was probably like 10, you know, I try to talk yep. to him as much as possible, but you had to fucking yell yeah. for him to hear. it, be like, whoa, are you thirsty? And he's like, mm. like,
1: like yeah. Like, he, he was still was Yeah, just serious. a crotchety old man. But I remember, <laughs> I remember one morning,
0: we, we, we woke up early, you know, my mom and dad went into town to go get groceries, whatever, and my mo- uh, grandma had uh, made abuelo some supper, right? Uh, she had made him like some, like, like I guess, like huevo ranchetos, you know, and you know how it has like that the 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 tomatoy sauce all yeah, around yeah. it and stuff like that, right? And um, she, um, he had like that little wooden like like table in front of like where his chair was, right? Yeah. And you know, they, she put the plate out and he was already like fully blind at this point. He couldn't see shit, so his his face was always looking forward, mm-hmm. right? And Grandma gave him his food. And then gave him like a stack of bread for him to like, you know, grab a piece of bread and like grab a piece of food and eat it, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's eating his food and he finishes like the majority of his food. Right. But he still had a piece of bread left, but he had it in his hand. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, he was picking up a piece of bread and then putting it under and then he would be ripping it under the table and then he'd come up and like take a pinch of it. Right. Well anyways, he's on his last piece of bread and then grandma comes over and takes his plate away and then you see him there take out the bread and then he's just wiping the table with the bread with the, but there's no food there. God. And then he takes a bite, he's like I ch- chingao?" <laughs> and then he goes like "Comida?" And then my my uh, my grandma's like, "Oh, are you are you not done?" He's like, ah, ya yeah, que ni modo." <laughs> and he just throws the
1: bread. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Oreo! Stop! Uh, I'm recording a podcast. But yeah, <laughs>
0: one it. time, one morning, he was in the street. He walked out of the house all the way into the street, and they're like, and and like my uh, my mom and dad go out there running for him, or whatever. I think. Oh no, no, no! I think um, who was it? Um, uh, who's the fucking um relative that lives right next door? Mickey. Um, Mickey. Yeah. yeah. What was he, like our uncle? Something yeah, like
1: his, that? Yeah, uh, George's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was like, he was out in the street. I was like, what was he doing out there? He was looking for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he just forgot the way. Like, Jesus. I guess one morning he was just yeah. tired. and He was like, where the mm-hmm. fuck is this bathroom? And he's, yeah. he ends up in the fucking road.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he was... like, Even his clothes were old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, That old man. I remember, yeah. I, I was there whenever uh, he was... Like watching us before, like he went blind, And could still hear and everything. Mm-hmm. We were a little, like I was like, I think like five or six, but it was when he cut his fucking thumb off. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he was like because you know he had like a little shop outside, and he would cut and make yeah, he like was a woodworker. Out. Yeah, so that's what he was doing. So we, we hear him outside like nyeh, 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 and we hear and you hear <laughs> you hear him like <laughs> <laughs> and he like wraps his hand in a bandana. Grabs his thumb and he's like puts it in like like with the bandana and then we ride the bus with him to the hospital. <laughs> you know the fucking buses in Mexico, yeah. Oh God, Jesus! That man
0: was tough as nails. Yeah, he
1: was. Jesus Christ!
0: God damn! Yeah. To cut your whole thumb off yeah, and just... put it back on him. Yeah, yeah. It's that... kind of crooked. Come <laughs> like on, <old> crooked thumb. <laughs> Um the only thing i wish is i wish that video cameras were like a thing back in like the early days cuz i would have loved to see like a video of him like playing the violin i never got to see that
1: i not i didn't know he played the violin
0: dude haven't you ever seen those photos like those like uh those photos that like your dad shares it's like um it's like a it's a. They got like an artist to draw him like playing a violin. Nine, apparently, he was a violinist back in the day. Oh wow! He he knew how to play the violin and apparently very well. Oh, wow. my mom told me that he used to like pl- like whip out the fiddle all the time and just like
1: start playing like serenade bitches there in left field. Right, probably. Yeah. His fucking rooster has a little. So I mean, do you ever on. see that painting of him when he was young? He looked like. He looked, I saw an old picture of him. He was wearing like his fucking he was all fucking mexican doubt he was wearing like the white mexican clothes with like the bandana which was probably fucking red
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then like uh around his neck and then the fucking like brown sombrero on yeah. and he had fucking bullets across his chest <laughs> oh yeah. shit and then yeah i think he had the machete that he pulled out on us like, <laughs> right there in the picture too <laughs> i wonder who owns that machete it like disappeared when he died it was like ah <sighs> <laughs> it's like an ancient relic yeah <laughs> it was like the sword of gryffindor if whenever you need it in the family it, it, it appears to you <laughs> so we're gonna be like trapped somewhere someone's gonna be cornering us and is we're gonna reach like under a table and shing! <laughs> eagle flies out of it and shit too <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah he was he was something else yeah. um miss it all guy yeah but i missed the the weirdest thing i missed the way he smelled hmm. he had like I, all i can think of it's age in mexican it's just that smell it's such a weird smell my grandma doesn't have it my mom's mom didn't have it he, he was the only person i ever knew like or he would hug me and i'm just like "He smell nice he's
0: I remember one of the times that we went down there. This was such a bad thing that my dad did, mm-hmm. but you know, my dad when we when he showed up, you know, he was greeting our grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, "Oh, hello!" Like, you know, like, "How are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, boy," well, you know, like he like mm-hmm. just responding, yeah. like whatever, you yeah. know. Cause, I mean, he can't see the yeah, motherfucker's yeah. blind, you know. <laughs> and then he's just like, "You ready to um, fucking?" Uh, tear up some cervezas tonight or what? And he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then grandma was like, do not give him beer. Do not give him beer. And then he's just like, Ugh. and then later on throughout the night, I guess grandma was like busy doing something mm-hmm. And he like whispered to my dad. And it's like, Hey, give me a cerveza. <laughs> and then like, my dad's like, you're not supposed to drink. And he's like, uh, me vale <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, and then, uh, and, and for that night. And then my, my my dad was like, what do I do? And like, he asked my mom. And mom's like, just give him half. So they just poured him out, like half a beer. And they handed it to him. He's like, don't let, don't like don't let grandma, like, don't yeah. let um, Lala find out about yeah. it. You know, that's grandma's like nickname, right? And then. They give him the beer and he just hides it under his little table right Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) he takes a sip but he's
1: fucking blind he looks back (laughs) he's like (laughs) pretending to look like check the corners but i mean i'm 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 assuming he could see the shapes yeah so yeah
0: oh and he but he took a sip he looked back and then chugged the rest of it (laughs) and he was like give me another one it's like no that's it that's it that's it we're not giving you any more and he was just like, God damn it. Like, yeah, it's like, let like, me live. Yeah, <laughs>
1: just... really, Jesus. That's what I keep telling, uh, like, my like grandma. Grandma's like, I know. I can't eat all this food, you know, because it's bad for me. I'm like, Grandma, eat whatever you want. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, what, are you going to get cholesterol in 10 fucking years? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: It's one of those yeah. things. And I, I've, I've... had.
1: Uh, one of our Diaz is bad at, like, just not like just being extremely strict on what she eats i i
0: i have been like uh yeah I, I uh i've done a few things that I, I i shouldn't have before you know where grandma was like super upset that she had to eat a salad while everyone else is eating pizza and i would mm-hmm. like cut her like the tiniest slice and be like grandma just yeah. pizza," and she'd be like don't tell i'll just be like don't tell mom you know and then i remember sometimes i would be like you know I'd come over with like some candy mm-hmm. like I remember one time I bought like a big pack of like the Duvalins right mm-hmm. and uh, you know I crack one open and eat one I see grandma over there just like looking at me like oh. she's looking all sad and shit yeah too. and I and I went to mom and be like can I give grandma one it's like her sugar was a little high at this point it's like mom one little Duvalins are gonna kill her you know <laughs> and then, and, what if uh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that? my
1: God. What did it do? She's just like, like mm! exactly the amount of sugar that's in a Duvaline. <laughs> she just takes a little spoon and gives it, like, one little leak. It's like, Beep. It's like, no. But she will, it will She will pass with a smile on her face. Yes. Yeah. No. Like, uh, like, I did, like, remember the... You went to the remember the Christmas party we did at Thea's house with the the pajamas and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave my, I gave Grandma a huge ass piece of cake because <laughs> <laughs> she was looking at like and like uh, she was looking at everyone eating fucking cake and grandma's like, I well, maybe a little bit, you know. And my ass like just give her a tiny bit, you know. She was already. I was like, No, no, I'll, I'll cut her a piece. So I cut a tiny piece and then I cut another piece and my Tia and tia's looking at me and I'm like, No, this is for me. She's like, Okay, okay. So I take it over and I keep the little one and I give it to Grandma. Grandma's like, I can't eat all this on the like, grandma. Just eat it. Just fucking eat it. <laughs> man, let me tell you, fucking
0: our cousin Lali, makes a bomb ass lasagna. Hell yeah, he does. Look, like, how the fuck did he get so good at making lasagna? I don't
1: know. His dad. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. He can cook though. He knows how to cook. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's a good trait. He's a good man. Six He's such a goofy guy. <laughs> hey. Single ladies out there, go ahead and hit up our cousin. Yeah, he'll be
1: the shyest motherfucker in the room, so you'll see him. <laughs> but, but
0: let me tell you, massive penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was a sickly kid when he was little, so you know that hog's there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's where all the blood went to.
1: That's why he was blood always lightheaded.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God. Uh, I hope he doesn't hear this. Uh, I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> I can already see his face like... Yeah, I remember when used to do this, like, let's go pick up some chicks, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> chin to the chest and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's always been really shy, but I yeah. uh, love that kid. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah.
0: I, I just wish he didn't work so fucking hard. He works like hell.
1: Yeah. And then he so comes hard. home and does shit around the house all the time.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like, know, like, I mean, I don't know, like, where that fucking work ethic came from. I mean, I'm guessing from, like, all of them, really. All of them are hard workers, yeah. you know? Which is good. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean I'm definitely not like that. I fucking I do the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: work. What?
0: Well that's you. I do the bare minimum. You want me to do extra at work, you're gonna have to pay me extra. No. Oh, she's like, pay attention to me, poor yeah. pup. Alright. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um I guess. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, I think we expanded a good bit on the whole thing. We're gonna expand on this a little bit more. Hopefully, yeah. the next one won't be riddled with so many stories. Um, but that's the that's the <laughs> that's the immigrant experience. Yeah, it's like we have so much family and so much love in our family, and of course, every family has its problems. Of course, that's mm-hmm. gonna be a thing. But the thing yep. is, we all come from immigrants, and we all come from people who were just trying to find a better life, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> little dog sniff. Yeah. Um and remember, like these these people, they're everywhere. Yeah. They could be a part of your family. They could be a part of a, a friend's family. But we're all people just trying to find uh, a better life. And then these people are less privileged. Yeah. Do have um not been born in this country.
1: And you don't have to look far to find immigrants. Like, every Mm -hmm. restaurant that you go to, every store that you go to... More
0: than likely, you probably have a favorite singer, actor, uh, a favorite, like, book writer Mm -hmm. who is an immigrant. Yeah. And there's people who come to America and bring so much to their communities, to culture, to everything. And yeah. I, I just hope that people will have an open mind. And also if you have Netflix, go watch the documentary, um, living
1: undocumented.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. we're going to cover it. We're going to cover some more of it. Um, also
1: watch, uh, immigration nation. That's a good one. It's yeah. a lot more recent and yeah, that one will, will get you riled up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, again, this is going to be a 2 partner. We're going to cover more about what happens, um, like the outcomes of the um, these stories that are being like told yeah. through the documentary. And um, we'll have a follow-up episode for that. But again, be mindful, be respectful. People are out here living a real struggle. We all live a struggle, but for them, it's a lot more harder. Because when you're living in a country that basically doesn't want you here, And you're just trying to make the best of it, you know, sometimes a little bit of support can help them feel seen. Yeah. You know, help them uh, feel heard. And uh, hopefully uh, anybody out there who's listening that's dealing with these issues that um, they get
1: resolved. But yeah. And you always know. remember, this nation was built on the back of immigrants.
0: Yes. Immigrants are from all throughout the world, not yep. just from Mexico. You know, you had all Chinese over. immigrants, Irish immigrants, you know. Um, Swedish. Yeah. Fucking everything. Yeah.
1: The revolution's coming. We're taking back half the nation. Uh,
0: shout out to Los Tigres del Norte. Uh. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> bum, bum. Bum, bum. Uh, later. <laughs>